the Susan Anna May, and it is nighttime. I wanted to say I hope y'all had a great evening and a great day, and that we just try to wind down, try to have some nice dreams if you can, try to ease yourself into the relaxing mode, try to get some breathing and alone time if you can, or if you want to, and just enjoy a peaceful moment, and hope you all can just calmly and nicely go to bed, and I hope that you all have a great evening, and that your evening is filled with some peaceful fun and relaxation and some nice things. Okay, today the content could be a little more chore for audiences, so please, as someone before listening to this video, it's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults. Or for those who get permission. Okay, I am not feeling that great. I had a very bad allergic reaction for like three hours. So do tend me. Lovely. And anyway, I'm going to get this. I am going to talk about Last the Emperor. Yes, you guessed that right. Last is actually the person Dracula was based off of. Now, do they have much in common? We will find out. Do we think they get the same? Hmm, that'll be interesting. I'm going to read some uh, lists. His name means dragon. We'll get into the most details in later in the saga. Uh, that one I'll get back to. He was held hostage for five years. His father and brother were both killed. He invited his rivals to dinner and killed them. He was named for his preferred form of torture. He ordered the massacring of 20,000 Ottman. The location of his death is unknown. He remains a national hero of Romania. He was the inspiration behind Bonnie's sacred decade. So, I tried to read some of this. I will be right back. But if I mispronounce anything, I'm so, 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 so sorry. I'm going to go on uh, YouTube and see if I can hear anyone pronounce it correctly because I've heard it pronounced like two different ways already and I am not sure how to pronounce some of these things and I think his name is Vlad the Impaler the third I really don't get the IV numbers or the Roman numerals I really don't but I'm going to try to find pronunciation and try my best to figure them out because let me tell you they are hard. I'm going to read a little bit of facts about Dracula himself. 
Dracula may have been inspired by uniqueness, as the apparent is common among the twin goths exception Dracula is purple came from a nightmare, one possibly by bad people. According to the big biography, Harry Lobrum spoke or said he was compelled to pen the title after dreaming of a vampire king rising from the tomb, following a helping of a dress club at supper. While the fear might not have been actually had anything to do with what he dreamt that night, Joker's private working notes show him revisiting the frightening vision. In March 1890, he wrote, Young man goes out, sees girl. One tries to kiss him, not on the lips but throat. Old Count interferes, rage and fury. Did Fox? This means he belongs to me. I want him. Whether this is the actual nightmare or just the beginning of Jonathan Hanker's story is unclear, but Stoker returned to the dream repeatedly while writing the book. Vampires share a history of a Frankenstein. In 1816, on a gloomy day in Lake Guinevere, Lord Brian proposed a ghost story contest that led to Mary Shelley's writing Frankenstein. It was also the birth of the vampire by John I don't know how to say his last name. His first ever vampire story running in England. Uh, John was Barson's personal physician and may have had based his association blood sucker on his patient, which would make Lord Barson the base for the bulk of vampire description that followed. Other accounts say that the John stole a fragment of fiction that Brian wrote and used in his story. In any case, the vampire influence varies the vampire. A popular pen fearful from the 1840s and in novella about a life-famed vampire from the 1870s and of course Stoker. Stoker started writing Dracula right after Jack the Ripper made his headlines. Okay. Let's do a little bit of Labyrinth Tale like himself now. And we'll go back to Dracula in a minute. Okay. Few names have come have cast more terror into the human heart than Dracula. The leading the legendary vampire created by author Barn Stoker in his 1897 novel of the same name. His inspiration, countless horror movies, television shows, and other blood-curdling tales of vampires. Though Dracula is a purely fictional creation, Stoker named his infamous character after a real person who happened to have a taste for blood. Vlad? Vlad? <coughs> I'm so sorry. I am having a Still a little bit of a allergic reaction. Princess, okay, Wachakia? Wachakia. I am so sorry, I cannot pronounce this for the life of me. Or as he is better known, Vlad the Impaler. The morbid nickname is a 
testament to the Wachera prince favorite way of dispersing with his enemies. But other than having the same name, the two doctors don't really have much in common, according to historians who have studied the links between Stoker's vampire account and Vlad. The Real Dracula By most accounts, Vlad III was born in 1430 in what is now Transylvania, the central region of modern-day Romania. However, the link between Vlad and the Imperial and Transylvania is uh, tenuous, according to Flora Corte, a professor at medieval history and archaeology at the University of Florida. Dracula is linked to Transylvania, but the real history historic Dracula Vlad never owned anything in Transylvania. Court told Lyosan Barn Castle, a modern-day tourist attraction in Transylvania that is often referred to as Dracula's Castle, was never the residence of the prince, he added. Because the castle in the mountains in his foggy area, and it looks spooky, it's what one would expect of Dracula's Castle. But he never lived there. He never even stepped foot there. Vlad the Third and Vlad's father the Second did own a residence in Ogorin, based on never been heard of. Sigorisa, Transylvania. But it is not clear that Vlad was born there, according to Corta. It is possible, he said, that Vlad the Imperial was born in Targovic, which was at the time the royal seat of the political of Wachelia. Whether his father was a Zulu or ruler, it is Impossible for tourists to visit the castle where Vlad the Third certainly spent his time. At about age twelve, Vlad the Third and his brother were imprisoned in Turkey. In 2014, archaeologists found the likely location of the dungeon, according to Smithsonian Magazine. Taaka Castle is located in northern Turkey. It is an eerie place with secret tunnels and dungeons that is currently under restores and open to the public. Probably not right now. It says it then, but I don't know when this article was written, but probably not in 1921. In 1430, King Sigmund of Hungary who would later become the Holy Roman Emperor, introduced the Elder Vlad into a knightly order, the Order of the Dragon. The dispersion earned Vlad a new surname, Dracula. The name comes from the old Roman word for dragon or drac, 
the sun goddess who would later be known as the sun of Dracula. Dracula? In old Roman, oh boy, D-R-A-C-U-L-E, hence Dracula. In modern Romeo, the word Drac refers to another feared creature, the devil Quixote. According to Dracula's Sense and Nonsense by Elizabeth Miller in 1890, Silver read a book about Wachelia. If I'm still saying this wrong, I'm so sorry. Although it did not mention Vlad the Third, Silver was struck by the word Dracula. He wrote in his notes, in Wachelia language means devil. It is therefore likely that Stoker chose the name his character Dracula for the word devilish association. The theory that Vlad and Dracula were the same person was developed and popularized by historian Radu Lorsens and Roman Raymond T. McNeil in their 1972 book The Search of Dracula. Though far from accepted by all historians, the Various theorists took hold of the public imagination for a fleeting moment of time. The Order of the Dragon was devoted to a singular task, the defeat of the Turkish or Ottoman Empire. Stoddard, okay, between Christiana, European, and the Muslim lands of the Ottoman Empire. Vlad, home. Wachelia was frequently the sense of 40 battles as Oatman forces pushed westward and into Europe and Christian forces repulsed their invaders. Years of captivity. When Vlad was called to a diplomatic meeting in 1442 with Oatman Sultan Mardarchy, I have no idea what Mardarchy. He brought his young son Vlad III and Radu along, but the meeting was actually a trap. All three were arrested and held hostage. The elder Vlad was released under the condition that he leave his son behind. The Sultan held Vlad and his brother as hostages to ensure that their father, Vlad II, behaved himself in the ongoing war between Turkey and Hungary, said Miller, a research historian and professor at Morrow University of Newfoundland in Canada. Under the Oatmans, Vlad and his younger brother were tortured, tutored in science and physiology. Philosophy and the arts. Vlad also became a skilled horseman and a warrior, according to Redu and Romain McNeil, former professors of history at Boston College, who wrote several books about Vlad, as well as his alleged connection to Stoker's Dracula in the 
1870s and 1980s, they were treated reasonably well by the current standards of the time, Miller said. Still captive lads, wearied his father's horse like antics and what over on the Turkish side, but Vlad held and I'm sorry, out and it and I think it was one of his motivating factors of for fighting the Turkish to get even with them for holding how for for having him held ha captive. Mm -hmm. Vlad the Prince. While Vlad and a blue lightning in hands, Vlad's father worked fighting to keep his that leave off. Vlad to keep his place <clears throat> as verded of Walshire if fight he would eventually lose. In 1447 Vlad II was ushered as ruler for Wachelia by local noblemen and was Killed in the swamp near B A L T E N I, halfway between B A R G O V I S T E and Gertrude and Peasant de Romaine. Vlad's older half brother was killed alongside his father. Not long after his wearing events in 1448, Vlad embarked on a campaign to re to regain his father's seat from the new ruler, Vlad Silver II. His first attempt at the throne relied on the military support of the Ottoman governor of the city along the Dinder River in northern Bulgaria, according to Codes. Vlad also took advantage of the fact that Vlad they have like the same name, it's so confusing. Or I'm just reading it wrong. Vlad I am so bad with these names. Also took advantage of was absent at the time. Having gone to the Balkans to fight the Ottomans for the governor of Hungary at the time, John uh, H. I'm calling him John H. I cannot pronounce his name. Vlad won back his father's seat, but his time as ruler of Vichelli was short-lived. He was deposed after only two months when Vlad's failure second returned and took back the throne of Vichelli with the association, according to Carter. Little is known about Vlad's third whereabouts. Between 1448 and 1456, but it is known that he switched sides in the Ottoman-Hungaria conflict, giving up his ties with the Ottoman governors of the Denver city and obtaining military services to King L.V. of Hungary, who happened to dislike Vlad's rival. According to the woman, Vlad the Third, 
politically and military tactics truly comes from the forefront in the fall of construction 1453 after the fall the ottomans were in a position to invade all of the europe vlad who had already solidified his anti-ottoman position with pre-queen of Wachelia in 1456 one of his first orders of business in his new role was to stop paying an annual tribute to the Ottoman Sultan, a measure that had formerly reinsured peace between Wachelia and the Ottomans. Vlad then tried to reconsiderate his power as voided. I'm not sure how to pronounce this either. I am so sorry. Vlad needed to quill the innocent conflict that had historically taken place between Wachelia's borders. According to legends that circulated after his death, Vlad invited hundreds of the spoils to a banquet, and knowing they would challenge his authority, he had his guests stabbed and their funerals put in bodies and impaled on a spike. Yeah, so the spike thing does come from this. He impaled his victims on a spike, which is so creepy. And let me tell you, he is not a guy you want to mess with, apparently. Like, how Dracula's got started is the name, but also this guy was impaling people, hurting children, hurting a bunch of people while reading and walking. He escaped to impale them. He also rumored. Like, rumors apparently even happened back then, which apparently the rumor mill is not a fun thing at all. He drank blood, which is one of the things they said about him. Okay. So let's get back to this. This is just one of the many gruesome events that earned Vlad his posthumous nickname Vlad the Impaler. This story, and others like it, is documented and printed material from around the time of Vlad's rule, according to Miller. In the 1460s and 1470s, just after the invention of the printing press, a lot of these stories about Vlad were circulated. Oh, so there's a printing press back then. I did not know that. And they were putting together by different individuals in... Or to say prints, Miller said. Whether or not these stories are wholly true or significant is debatable, Miller added. After all, many of these printings, printing the pamphlets, were hostile to Vlad the Impaler, but some of them perpetuate from the time almost the exact same gist of story about Vlad, leading Miller to believe that his tales are at least particularly historically accurate. Some of these legends were also collected and published in the book The Tale of Dracula in 1490s by a monk who presented Vlad III as a fierce 
that just rule it. Vlad is credited with impaling dozens of oh, when was he impaled? Saxon Lipkent and Hedwig de Romania, who were once allied with the Bari in 1450, around the same time as the Rape of the Ottomans alleged had an audience with Vlad, but declined to remove the turbans inciting a religious custom. Commanding them on the religious devotion, Vlad ensured that a seemingly was ever remain on their heads by reporting having the head carving nailed to their skulls. Oh goodness. He is not a man you want to mess with. That is why there are so many crazy stories about him. Like, I think even Dracula, some people say that he was just scared of blood. After M.E.H.M.E.T.'s assessment, the one who, uh, I don't know how to pronounce any of this, invaded Wachelia in 1462, he actually was able to go all the way to Wachelia's capital city of Tagarius, but found it deserted. And in front of the capital, he found the bodies of the opening prisoners of the war that Vlad had taken, all impaled. Okay, we're back, I guess. He eventually was able to go all the way to Achelia's capital city, and in front of the capital, he found uh, the bodies of the opening prisoners of the war that Vlad had taken, all impaled. Vlad's victories over the invading Ottomans were celebrated throughout Wachelia, Pennsylvania, and the rest of Europe. Even Pope Pius II was impressed. The reason he's a positive character in the manual is because he is reported to have been a just, tough, and a very harsh ruler. Vlad's death not long after the impalement of the Ottoman prisoners of war. In August 1462, Vlad was forced into exile in Hungary, Hungary, unable to defeat his much more powerful eunuch. Uh, Vlad was in prison for a number of years during his exile. Though during that same time he married and had two children. Vlad's younger brother, Zadi, who had sided with the Ottomans during the ongoing military campaigns, took over governess of Wachelia after his brother's imprisonment. But after the Duke's death in 1475, local boards as well as the rulers of several nearby Principals favored Vlad with King the Proud. In 1476, the support of the visit of Miguel Stefan III the Great, 1475 to 1504, Vlad made one last effort to reclaim his seat as the ruler of Wachelia. He successfully stole back the throne, but his uh, 
Memphis was short. Later that year, while marching to yet another battle with the Altmans, Glad had a small vanguard of soldiers were ambushed and Glad was killed. This was much controversy over the location of Glad's tomb. Instead, he was buried in the monastery church in Songdo and on the northern edge of the modern city of Berkshire. I am not sure how to pronounce any of this. According with the traditions of his time, but recently historians have questioned whether Glad might actually be buried at the monastery of Komen, H-E-B-U-C-H-A-R-E-S-T and Dumbu, E-L-N-U-B-E, which is close to the presumed location of the battle in which Glad was killed. One of the things is for certain, however. Unlike the Joker Count Dracula, Glad most definitely did that. Only the horror howling tale of his years of lore of the soul remains to haunt the modern world. So, from what I remember, they said that he stalked the body through spikes and might have eaten their blood, and some referred to him as eating them, which is cannibalism. Some say that's not true. There was, like, a lot of speculation about him years ago. And then, like, he would hang them up outside of his home. I don't really know if any of this is true or not. It's like the rumor mill all over find like he ordered the mass killing of 20,000 armed in June of 1462 as he returned from a battle Vlad ordered 20,000 defeated Romans to be impaled on one stake outside of the city when the sultan came across the field of the dead being picked apart by cow he was so horrified that he retreated on another occasion Vlad met with a group of the Ottomans Envious, he declined to remove their turbans, citing religious customs, as the Italian human described. Location of his death is unknown. Now, long after the famous impalement of the of the Ottoman prisoners of war, Vlad was forced into exile. Yep, we just read that. Okay. Vlad the Terror was an undeniable, brutal ruler. Rule. Ah, I can't speak today because of my throat. Rule. Ah, he ruled. Ruler. However, he is still considered one of the most important rulers ever in Lafayette history and a national hero of Romania. His victorious campaign against Ottoman which protected both Lafayette and Lourdes, have won him praise as a military leader. He was even praised by the Pope, who was expressed for his military. He was the inspiration behind Dracula. It is believed that Stryker based the title character of his 1897 Dracula on Vlad the Terror, 
love that the two characters have little in common, although there is no connection evidence to support this theory. Historians have suspected that the characters that the historian Hamburg may have helped provide him with the information of Lav's nature. So some of these are very interesting and some of them are just really creepy. And some of the pictures that are like shown like for Pete's sake. Like he's eating where there's dead bodies and you can see this guy literally chopping off their heads and putting them in a basket. And there's just body parts just laying around near the castle. Which is beyond disturbing to me. There's also a epigraph called History versus Dracula and the Blackburn Tower. And people say Vlad's actually worse. Some people say he's beloved. Blackburn Tower yeah. Oh, killed around 40,000 to 100,000 people, according to Vlad Van Taylor, once in a single day, and that's just the example of how brutal he really was. Vlad Van Taylor is the deepest man that the character Dracula. Okay, see, I'm trying to find more facts about him. It's a little harder than I thought it would be. But it's interesting to hear like some true stories about history that's just so creepy. Okay, let's go to Dracula himself. Dracula might be based on Stroker's horrible boss. Stroker's boss of almost 30 years was Henry Ivern, a renowned Shakespearean actor and owner of the theater in London. Stroker was a very prestigious manager, press agent, and secretary, like the Hollywood agents assistants of today. His jobs start early and end late, with a lot of ego boosting in between. Some studies have suggested that the prismatic Ivern was the bias for Dracula in a review of a, the bi a, a biography of the author of Dracula by Barbara. Belford in the Chicago Turban Penelope wrote Here behold suggest behold or behold before suggest was the association of Belford called flamboyant mesmerizing figure with the smoldering eyes and elegant long hair whose uh Allura was transplanted by Stroker into this actual figure who would drain the life out of those around him, and yet extract and fiction that made this soul-disturbing experience. Whether or not it was inspired by him, Ivan didn't like Dracula. After seeing a performance of Victoria, Stoker, Stoker asked Ivan what he thought. Ivan would reply, Dreadful. Vlad Van Taylor may have been an influence too. So, what I notice about a lot of stories that people come up with, some of them are inspired by true events, and sometimes names of people you know. Sometimes, like, they have hints of mixture of history and a mixture of all of them. I think next week I may talk about 
one of my weirdest favorite history crazy like conspiracy theories all together in one kind of deal which would be I'll give you a, a little <laughs> would be Anastasia yes not Anastasia Anastasia Romanoff I don't know why we all were hoping she was alive and well but that story for some reason twists and turns and so creepy and it's based on true events um, Stoker never visits Pennsylvania hmm Dracula's character was based on one in Scotland many critics believe that Stoker used Slane Land's castle in Scotland as the model for Dracula's home. Stoker spent many summers in nearby Hampstead Garden Bay and was familiar with the surrounding sites, including the castle ruins on a hill. He was even staying in the area when he wrote his description of a vast ruined castle from those tall glass windows to Melrose Lights and his broken battlements turned his jagged line against the sky. Lacey's death scene was a, based on a real Excuser? Okay, I can't pronounce this either. E-S-H-U-M-A-C-I-R In Dracula, vampire Lacey is killed by her fetal Susan when he opens her coffin and stabs her in the stash Oh, let me try this. In Dracula, Vampire Lucy is killed by her suitor when he opens her coffin and takes her in the house. Stoker may have borrowed this from the experience of his neighbor, poet and printer, Daniel, who incredibly was the nephew of John. When Rosetta's wife, Elizabeth, terribly died in 1862, put a journal of love poems in her coffin winding and romantically in her red hair. Poems in her coffin, winding it romantically in the red hair. Then in 1869, he changed his mind and the coffin was visiting in the middle of the night so he could retrieve the book. The Grimsley, oh, exhumption or, ex oh, when you take the body back out, which is a thing people do. Many have been on Stoker's mind when he wrote Lucy's final end. It was almost called The Undead. The writing tale of the novel was The Dead Undead, which was later shortened to The Undead. Sentence written before it was published, Stoker changed the title once more to Dracula. What's in a name? Well, it's tough to say. Upon release, Dracula got good reviews. But it was slow to sell, and by the end of his life, Stoker was so poor that he had to ask for a compassion grant from the royal literature fund. The gothic tale didn't become the legend it is today until film ab adaptation, ab ah, adaptation began popping up during the 20th century. Stoker's copyright on this destroyed Manchesterial? Okay, we'll keep going. While Dracula wasn't an instant hit, Stoker held on to the theoretical copyright after 
Hughes thought that it might be attended to a German gold covering made from now caustic N-O-S-F-E-R-O-C-U, for which they changed the name of the character, but still didn't get permission to use the story. Stoker's Letters to You, a German court officer, ordered that every copy of the film be destroyed. Luckily for us, one survived. Eventually, it made its way into the United States and developed a cult following. Today, it's thought of one of the defining pieces of horror cinema. The movies are what really made Dracula a star. He has appeared in more films than any other horror character, more than a hundred and count, two hundred and counting, and that number doesn't even include comedies and cartoons. Yeah, the Hotel Transylvania series. I even think like mm, the Dracula. so many. But that is it for us. We have officially come through Robin Taylor and Dracula. It is a crazy historical creepy true fact that we don't know every little piece but like a lot of it does sound like it adds up. And to me that makes sense. I hope you all have a wonderful time listening to my podcast and a wonderful day, night, and afternoon. Where I live, it is nighttime, like literally 8.35 p.m. Sounds on a log off. Try to get a drink of water because my throat is killing me from that allergic reaction I had. And hopefully not think I'm also vampires all night. Nah, I'm not really like that at all. I'd probably end up watching like a witch show or a comedy or I hope y'all enjoyed this true creepy fact.